0: Welcome to the SPE Podcast, powered by the Society of Petroleum Engineers. You're listening to SPE Live Pre ATCE
1: Series, Enabling Startups and Innovative Entrepreneurs in Oil and Gas. The audio from this episode was previously recorded on May 8th, 2023. And now your moderator, Naeem Children. Welcome to this SPE Live on Enabling Startups and Innovative Entrepreneurs in Oil and Gas. My name is Naeem Jodhri. I am the head of Project CCUS at Project Canary, leading efforts to enhance sustainability and reduce carbon emissions through data-driven solutions, and I will be your moderator today. Today's SPE will last approximately 30 minutes. We encourage you, the viewers, to ask questions during the program. Before starting our conversation, I would like to invite you to attend the SPE Annual Technical Conference and Exhibition, also known as ATCE, and the Startup Village, which we will be talking about today, being held this year on the 16th through the 18th of October in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, As I mentioned, our topic of conversation today is Enabling Startups and Innovative Entrepreneurs in Oil and Gas. The oil and gas industry has been a major contributor to the global economy for decades. And despite the current push for renewable energy, it remains a vital part of our energy mix. However, with increasing concerns about the environment and the need for sustainable energy solutions, many startups are emerging in the sector with innovative ideas, technologies that are challenging traditional ways of doing things. These startups are disrupting the status quo and driving innovation in the industry. In today's conversation, I would like to explore challenges, opportunities, and avenues for all parties involved in this ecosystem. Let me start by introducing our panelists. Bryant Mueller is the Area Director of Sales at Aspen Technology based in Houston, Texas. Bryant has spent his entire career developing, marketing, selling, and deploying digital solutions in the energy industry. He has been an SPE volunteer for more than 25 years and has held various leadership positions, including serving on the International uh, Board of Directors. He is currently the chairman of the SPE Startup Village, an event he helped co-found in 2017. He holds a mechanical engineering degree from the University of Tulsa. Our next guest is Aaron Lazarus, Chief Scientist at Pioneer Natural Resources, whose responsibilities fall at the intersection of ESG and emerging technologies. Prior to Pioneer, he worked as a Program Manager at DARPA and received his Bachelor of Science in Naval Architecture (coughs) and Marine Engineering from the Webb Institute and his Master's of Science and Doctorate in Civil Engineering from Johns Hopkins University. Next, we have Ian Dickinson, President and CEO at Longpath Technologies. Ian brings over 20 years of executive leadership experience, including serving as CEO for both private and public companies in the energy industry over the past 8 years. Prior to that, Ian held various senior leadership roles across a diverse set of industries and companies ranging from Fortune 500 firms to smaller venture capital-backed businesses. Bryant, Aaron, and Ian, welcome to this SPE Live. Thank you, Mike. I'm gonna go ahead and and, and kick this off and uh, and start start with an introduction question uh, for Ian. Uh, Ian, you've been as as we heard in the startup industry for a little while, and you have had a multitude of experiences on the topic. Could you please describe, in your words, what do you think are some of the challenges faced by startups, specifically in the oil and gas industry?
2: Yeah. Well, I want to start by saying uh, thanks to SPE for this opportunity to participate, and and the other panelists. Great to be uh, here with you today. Um, I might say. The biggest challenge is keeping a full head of hair, but um, I think there's more to it than that. <laughs> um, look, I mean, uh, startups in any industry are challenging. Um, you know, oil and gas has its, its, um, its specific challenges, but, you know, you've got the, the process of fundraising, you're implementing innovation, um, which equals organizational change. And you're building a market at the same time you're, you're building a company in an organization. So that's true across uh, any startup in any industry. And, uh, but specific to, to, to oil and gas, I think um, you've got to keep in mind that it, it's not just a technology if, if that's your innovation, it's really a solution. And so you've got to work very closely across what is a very complex um, environment in oil and gas. Uh, There are long development timelines, you need to be aware of that. Um, You're implementing this change into, again, a very complex environment. Um, There are many stakeholders from the executive team to the technical teams. Um, You're often working with the HSE, the health and safety teams, and then ultimately operations um, that are on the ground. So it it, it can be a very complex environment um, to ensure that you're meeting the needs of, of all stakeholders. Um, and then every oil and gas company is different. I mean, they're, they're different in size, they're different in the way that they make decisions and they're different in geography. And so you have to be quite nimble to ensure that whatever your innovation is fits that specific organization's uh, needs. It can be capital intensive. Oftentimes you're, you're working in areas that um, require, um, you know, you to have resources that can get to areas that are not heavily populated. Um, And, uh, you know, it's critical that you find and retain talent. Um, And that's true with any company, certainly true with startups tend to have small teams. You need folks that are talented and willing to work really hard. So those are a few thoughts on um, startups
1: in energy. Yeah, that's um, uh, g- great. Great few points there, Ian. Um, just to connect what you mentioned, um, the the integration of the the startup methodology and 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 potentially large oil and gas companies. Um, we we have Aaron uh, as one of our panelists. Aaron, I'd love to ask you um, as an entrepreneur, uh, how do you get your technology in front of oil and gas companies? Yeah,
0: that's a great great question, Naeem obviously uh thank you to sb for the invitation to this panel obviously it's great to be on the panel with uh ian and brian um you know i th- i think the, the the first thing that's um, um uh, entrepreneurs have going for them is that you know in this day and age companies are pushing to be innovative so they're actually scouting and looking for new technology so that's a big advantage it's they're looking to find uh, companies. Uh, th- when you look at the ways big companies go to find, you know, smaller companies or w- ways to be more innovative, there's there's sort of three approaches to to, to finding those companies. Uh, the the first approach is obviously uh, intelligence or scouting services. So, you know, using a company that helps and brings startup companies to you. Uh, a great example of that is uh, Darcy Partners, where you can attend their meetings and they catalog and organize and come up with lists of of companies that uh, larger companies can look at and and find ways to be innovative. Uh, A lot of companies have a venture program uh, where they can be uh, LPs in a fund or or affiliated with a fund and that and most of those relationships gives them access to the venture companies or the venture uh, partners uh, deal flow. And you can see all the companies that they're looking at and and all the different ways um and all, all the different technologies that are out there and, and then the final way is obviously meeting and networking which is obviously the most important and and there are tons of meetings uh that you can go to to meet um new companies and entrepreneurs obviously the government meetings like rpe where uh, entrepreneurs that are being funded by the government you can go see the technologies they're d- developing there's there's um nonprofit organizations like the rightist alliance that hold meetings like their venture forum where you can meet new companies in the oil and gas space and, and obviously one of the most important ones is uh, ATCE and in particular the Startup Village program where um, you can get exposed to and see uh, new companies that are revolutionizing, are coming up with revolutionary technologies in the oil and gas space and uh, changing the way we, we explore and operate.
1: Oh, uh, that's, that's, that's great. And, and I'm glad you, you brought up uh, the SBE Startup Village. Um, actually, would love to, to, to talk about that for a second. Um, Bryant, uh, could you explain or can you, with your experience and your position um, at the uh, ATCE Startup Village, could you give us and our audience's Um, an idea of of what is the SPE uh, startup village and, and what, what's the inset? where did it, where did it start? And what's the whole purpose of having uh, this, this startup competition sponsored by SPE uh, within oil and gas.
3: Yeah. Neem. thank you very much for the question. And again, thank you to our, my fellow panelists for their time volunteering here today. Um, I, I think to answer your question, it's probably best to start with, well, what, what is SPE trying to do? You know, the SPE mission uh, is to connect uh, energy professionals to exchange knowledge and to innovate. And the vision of SPE is to advance our industry's ability uh, to meet the world's energy needs in a safe, secure, and sustainable manner. And so when you look at all of the programs that SPE puts on to connect our professionals, to advance technology, to disseminate technology, um, several years ago, we were having a brainstorm about, well, what is, is there anything we're missing And we realized that SP had traditionally catered more towards the established companies. So uh, the idea came, let's, let's make sure SP is encouraging entrepreneurs and startups. And so we created the startup village back in 2017, uh, held it in person for three years until COVID hit. Uh, So this year we're back in person in San Antonio for the first time in in about three years. And really this competition is designed to uh, showcase Uh, some of the the bright sparks in our industry by bringing together, you know, like 10 10 startups in a Shark Tank style competition. They sit in front of a panel of judges of industry leaders uh, and kind of have a little friendly competition to to say, look, which one's uh, best in show and what are our rising stars? And these companies are obviously gaining industry exposure uh, to, to our industry as a whole, to some of the leaders in the room, people online, um, but also, you know, the winner gets to put the Society of Petroleum Engineers logo next to their name as a champion like Ian and Longpath. Uh, and then we also throw in some cash prizes to make it interesting. But it's an exciting event that's been going on for several years now. And, and we've seen proven success of, of helping some of these entrepreneurs and startups get off the ground and, and really raise their exposure in the industry.
1: Um, Ian, this is this SB uh, startup village is, is 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 sounds like a fantastic place for for startups to jump in. Um, my question is, uh, you you mentioned uh, sometime in October is where, where during ATC we we would have the, the actual competition. Are there are there other timelines that we should be concerned about? When can when should startups start thinking about applying? and and and, and how does that timeline work?
3: Yeah. uh, So good, good question, Naeem. Uh, It's important for all the startups out there to know that our application uh, is going to open up on May 12th. So that's just around the corner. Uh, We will close those applications July 14th. So we're asking all startups and entrepreneurs out there to to go to the Startup Village website and apply to be in the competition. Uh, We will be selecting the competitors towards the middle of August Um, One of the really cool things about this event is we have a coaching session with the competitors in the middle of September uh, where uh, industry leaders meet with you as a startup and and walk through your pitch and uh, give you some pointers on what resonates with a judging panel and how to win the competition. And then our uh, our event is October 17th on a Tuesday in San Antonio uh, at the convention center there. So we're excited to see everyone there. So please, when the applications open on May 12th, apply. And uh, we hope to see you there at the competition.
1: Thanks, Brian. Um, you, you talked about uh, Ian and, and Longpath. I wanted to uh, bring in back in and ask, Ian, what was your experience like in, in at the Startup Village? Can you tell us from us and the, the audience a uh, perspective from a, a, a unique technology startup? Um, how, what was the, 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 the Startup Village experience? And, and how did that help you?
2: Yeah, so it was a great experience. I mean, I, I think the, you know the opportunity to hone your message and and be able to present that in front of not only potential customers but uh, potential fundraising partners is a um, it's an enormous opportunity. So it allows um, organizations like ourselves that at um, the very early days where you've got limited um, access to capital and resources, and then even in some cases. A network. It allows you that opportunity to get your message in front of a, a large audience. Um, the ability to, to present um, in a fun way in a competition in front of a panel of experts, um, and then receive some feedback, and and then watch the other uh, folks um, presenting. It really helps you kind of get a sense for you know what what kind of questions are the industry asking. You know how do I get my message in front of you know, the right folks and how do I refine that? So it was easy, it was fun. um, And, you know, I just highly recommend it. I think some of the points that Aaron made in his comments are absolutely critical. You've you've got to find ways to network. And really, I I haven't found a better way to get our message out than through ACTE. It seemed to reach a very large and relevant audience.
1: So I was taking it a little bit more general on that. Topic um, maybe uh, for Aaron, um, Aaron. We're we're talking about uh, a startup competition. We understand now that you know this is a stage for startups and startup technologies that can that that can offer technologies into the oil and gas industry, and it's it's an avenue for them to get the word out. Maybe even win some cash prizes. Uh, but on the topic of cash prizes, which we understand, financing is so important for startups to get a foothold um you mentioned earlier kind of the ways in which you can get in front of oil and gas companies um can you describe or, or your thoughts on what are the different funding options available uh, for startups in general uh, other than uh presenting and 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 winning startup competitions or getting cash from startup competitions
0: so uh um i mean uh the, the the ecosystem for funding, especially depending on the stage. So obviously, there's depending on what the topic is. There's access to government funding. So obviously, uh, RPE and DOE have had a number of topics. There's obviously a fossil fuels office at DOE, and then RPE, especially if it's an ESG related topic, has funded uh, a number of programs to improve the environmental performance of uh, oil and gas scenario. That an example of that would be the monitor program that was focused on advanced methane detection systems. Uh, think uh long path is actually a company that came out of that that program which was incredibly successful um but I, I, without a doubt the, the the primary source or the for at least for initial funding is obviously venture firms and there are a large number of venture firms that focus on oil and gas technology uh pioneers and lp and many of those um, and um and that's a great way because um one of the benefits of working with a venture firm that's focused on oil and gas technology is they have relationships, networks with uh, large oil and gas companies. And not only can they provide you funding, but they can get you in front of oil and gas companies and can help you refine your message um, and the value proposition that you provide. So uh, that's a great way. And then obviously there's a little bit of prize money uh, from ATC Startup Village, and I'm not sure that's going to cover an entire funding round, but that's another way to get started and 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 help build build out your uh, reputation
1: great uh thanks thanks for that um aaron so we were we're getting a, a slew of Questions from the from the audience. Great to see some good audience uh, engagement through all our different avenues where where this uh, is being uh, broadcast. But um, it, before we get there, I wanted to ask a question to the to, to the committee, to the the entire uh, uh, panelists, to all the plant panelists that we have, uh, and and just in your opinion, and I'd love to go one to all of you. How important is or how important are startups uh, to promote innovation uh, in oil and gas? Uh, I'd love to start with you, Ian. Yeah, well, I, I
2: you know, I think startups are, are, are critical. Um, it's an opportunity to bring new thinking to the table. Um, oftentimes, startups come not uh, rooted in the industry that they they have application and so it can bring uh, different ideas and different ways of of tackling challenges. So, you know, it's really a critical piece of an overall healthy ecosystem in any industry.
0: Uh, You know, if I were to add to Ian's comment, it's also for, for large companies, it's an opportunity to get access to technology that we might not have internal expertise for. So a great example, you know, to, to bring back to Longpath is there's some incredibly unique and very innovative laser technology that's the basis for the Longpath system. A large company might not have that expertise. So being able to partner with a, a startup uh, not only gets you access to the technology, but gets you access to understanding the space, right? So, uh, you know, um, like I said, if you, uh, if you work with co- these smaller companies, I mean, one part of it is great um, if you can get build a business relationship from it. But even if you don't necessarily build a biz- business relationship from it, you can learn a lot through through the interactions and then even through a potential trial, even if there isn't an ultimate commercial venture that happens from it.
3: Yeah, Naeem, I'll add in there, too. Uh, working for a technology company, um, one, it's always good to have competition. And startups bring a different type of competition than what you're used to so it makes technology companies stay nimble but all technology companies like mine uh, we're on a steady path of growth and innovation we grow organically um, but also sometimes we grow inorganically sometimes our best investment is to encourage young unfettered companies to push the boundaries uh, and see what's possible in industry and then maybe uh, instead of doing something on our own we go acquire that company and a lot of startups that's their their path is when can I exit uh, so for a technology company like mine, it's very important to have uh, a constant steady stream of of entrepreneurs and innovators out there, either to challenge us or to become a part of our company eventually.
1: Great, great. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm going to take a couple of questions from our uh, uh, from our, our comments section on LinkedIn and, and the SBE Energy Stream site as well. <clears throat> Let's start with a question from our uh, energy stream site. This question is, uh, from, uh, Eric J, uh, Leish, Leish Um, his question is from an ESG perspective, what are you seeing are the best opportunities for new startups? And
3: point that to Aaron to start.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, the ESG space, especially the ESG space uh, in oil and gas is obviously um, growing, right? Um, you know, there, there are a wide variety of areas. I mean, there's a lot of innovation coming out on the remote sensing side. So um, you know, we're trying to reduce our uh, global footprint. Obviously, innovative and advanced technologies in remote sensing is having a revolution uh, in the oil and gas space, uh, a- enhancing our ESG footprint. There's a lot on the uh, carbon accounting and planning side. So now oil and gas companies have made commitments to be net zero, right? So there's a whole tool set that that come with uh, meeting that obligation and planning to meet that obligation. Um, and then at uh, on the CCUS, a lot of people, uh, Naeem, I'm sure can, can chime in about this, but there's a lot of innovation coming around uh, CCUS um, and what role oil and gas companies can play in that. And so I, I think... To 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 pick one area, uh, I think is a little limiting. I think oil and gas, as we move forward, because it's still a crucial part of the the energy mix, and try and improve our and or build upon the success we've had in improving our environmental performance. There are there there are a lot of areas. I wouldn't necessarily say there's just one.
1: Thanks so much. So uh, I'm glad you brought up CCUS. I, I, my, I do have a, a background in and in, 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 and currently in the CCUS side. There's a question specifically to CCUS that I'd love to I'd love to talk about as well. This is uh, from Evan D uh, from the SB Energy Stream site. Uh, Evan asks, uh, good morning from Alaska. Are you seeing a larger interest in LCEIS, CCUS and DAC technologies, um, Evan. Uh, one thing I can I can tell you, being uh, in the trenches uh, with CCUS. And then currently working for a CCUS uh, technology company or our technology companies developing CCUS products. Um, yes, there is there's a, there's a lot of uh, eyes and ears and, and a lot of dollars going into developing CCUS technologies every day. One thing I will mention is that is on top of uh, of requirements and 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 really parking ears up as they be talked about um, is economics. CCUS technologies and DAC or direct air capture technologies that are creating a change for uh, the economics of the entire value chain. Um, Those are conversations that are very hot at the moment, in my opinion. They're getting a lot of attention. Uh, 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 Step-changing technologies that's going to allow us to scale up CCUS um, with, uh, with, with the lowest uh, lowest, uh, economic, uh, impact and, and, uh, our lowest economics from a dollar perspective, highest, uh, carbon footprint impact are our kind of big high level technologies that are being looked at a lot. Thank you so much for that question. Um, i I'll take a couple more. Um, this one is actually, uh, for you, Bryant, I think, uh, the question is from, uh, uh, from also the SBE energy stream site. Uh, from kevin uh the question is does the spe support startups that didn't make the atce cut for example is there a web page where they can present themselves so that potential partners can be aware of them
3: thanks kevin for the question uh the first half of your question of yes our goal is to support all startups in energy related industries um the startup village itself is focused on uh every year choosing a subset to highlight in the competition uh, and to raise awareness there. As we uh, expand this event though, we are always looking for ways to better uh, uh, our impact in the industry. And uh, your your question here is maybe something for our committee to consider how to do this maybe in the future. Um, we don't have a webpage now that, that can do this, but um, I'm writing a note because it's a good idea. Uh, we're grateful to be back in person again for the first time in many years. And so as we uh, check the success in San Antonio and we expand our event, uh, maybe this this is an idea that we can take on. So thank you for the, the question and the recommendation.
1: Absolutely. I, uh, I, I haven't haven't been part of the SPE the Startup Village over a few years. I think uh, the best one of the one of the coolest things we can say is, is show up, uh, come come support your fellow startups if you haven't made the cut. Uh, get to know the get to know the, the the team, get to know the people that are that are working on it, and hopefully, uh, the year the year after that we can we can we can all do something together. Um, I have a uh, there's a question that's all a really good one, and I'm 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 torn between asking Ian or and or Aaron. We'll start with Ian because since you since you've been through uh, raising funds. Uh, re- fairly recently from from from, from the vc firms a question is from ramesh uh varadaraj uh, the question is where can we get a list of oil and gas venture firms
2: yeah actually i don't know where you just go get a list there probably is a way to do that i mean i um i think you can do research i mean they're they're out announcing their their funds and their intentions um you know, again, through network, you know, understanding who are the different firms, you know, what you've got to keep in mind is that um, each firm has its own kind of thesis, right? And so you're looking for a firm that aligns with the stage of your company, and maybe some of the specifics around um, your, your technology and your your business model. And so I would just encourage, you know, again, like the ATCE is a great place to, to kind of step into these conversations and get recommendations Um, so you can certainly do the research on your own or there are a lot of uh, resources out there to find that fit it's really important to find that correct fit for your organization and for your innovation in particular Um, but i'm not aware maybe there is a spot where you could just go find a list it's it's an it's an exploration as much as anything
1: yeah. I mean, a good, a good, a good amount of, of research and, and, and networking I think is, is probably the, 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 top two, the, the top two places to, to start, huh? Yeah.
0: I, I mean, the other, the other advantage you have is uh, these venture firms are trying to be found, right? They're not exactly hiding from startups. They're, they're trying to be as public as they can, because obviously both their LPs and their, um, their investors want them to get the best, uh, most innovative companies to invest in. So, um, you know, in many senses, they're out looking for you, right? But the other thing to remember is a lot of these events, like I mentioned, like the ACTE startup village, the, the 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 Rice Alliance venture forms, other other events like this, you know, they're going to be there. They may even be sponsoring, right? So uh, you can go to the Rice Alliance page, you can look at who are all the sponsors on the Rice Alliance page and that's a, that's a good way to start. It's a pretty good list to, to begin with of uh, all the venture firms in oil and gas. And I'm sure Brian's going to say, you know, at the Startup Village page, there'll be a good list of potential sponsors. To- <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Um, so, Aaron, while I have you, um, there's a question from LinkedIn, which I think you can, be, which you'd be perfect to, to at least kick off. The answer to uh, being from a, a large oil and gas company that is uh, that is looking at innovative technologies and looking at investing in companies. Uh, this question is from LinkedIn, uh, from Yusuf Hassan Abdullahi. Uh, the question is, what is the faith of oil and gas with the current situation of global warming? And the world is directing its energy to solar and hydroelectric energies to run machines.
0: So, I mean, that's a, uh, with, with one minute left in the program, right, that's a, that's a question that's <laughs> easy, easy to knock out. I mean, obviously, oil and gas companies are trying to refine our value proposition, right, to produce a product that is vital, that everyone needs, and is part of the energy mix, and we're trying to do that as cleanly as possible and improve our environmental performance. Uh, I mean, uh, I think it's an easy way to start. I don't know if any of the other um, panelists have a, a, additional comments. I also want to be respectful of time. I know we only have about a minute left.
3: Yeah, I'll, just say, I'll, I'll bring us back, Naeem, maybe to the SP mission statement. This organization is focusing on uh, energy and related energy sources and trying to find out what's the best path forward for our planet and for our industry. Uh, so oil, gas and related energy sources are all uh, coming into focus now as we figure out what's the best path forward. So I don't think it's very black and white, as probably everyone knows. Um, But our society and our organization and the reason we're hosting the annual technical conference in the startup village is to challenge the boundaries and figure out what's next.
1: That's great guys, this has been a very invigorating and educational conversation. Um, just judging from the number of questions and, uh, and, the, and, uh, and the amount of engagement we've had so far, I think we could easily talk for another 30 minutes on this topic and, and, and branch off into some great ones. Uh, maybe with uh, by popular demand, we can come back for a uh, part two of this uh, SPE Live. Um, unfortunately, we have run out of time for this session, but uh, Bryant, Aaron, Ian, thank you for your insights uh, to our audience. Uh, To learn more about these topics, I invite you to visit the SPE Startup Village at the upcoming SPE Annual Technical Conference, and exhibition between the 16th and 18th of October in San Antonio, Texas. Um, Again, I would love to thank you for your participation, your questions, your comments, and for joining us today. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the SPE Live podcast. For more content, visit the SPE
3: Energy Stream, the industry's digital pulse at streaming.spe.org. If you
0: enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and review. Join us next time on the SPE
3: Live podcast.